0: You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com. Pack.
1: On this episode of Cheesehead Radio,
0: two new additions make the Packers Hall of Fame. Zadarius Smith tries to stir up the bulletin board.
1: The Packers' injury situation is looking up.
0: And we predict the Packers' game plan against the Vikings. Four quarters of Packers Talk. Right here on Cheesehead Radio.
2: Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. It's time for some Packers news, fun, and frivolity here on Cheesehead Radio, now in our 13th season. As usual, our esteemed hosts tonight are C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as Tundravision on Twitter, Kelly Hodgson of Cheesehead Radio, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter, and lastly, little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. Find me at JerseyAlGBT on Twitter. Our longtime friends at Ticket King are back as official sponsors of Cheesehead Radio and all the Packers Talk podcasts. Ticket King has been in business for more than 25 years and has offices across the street from Lambeau Field and in Milwaukee. Visit their website today at theticketking.com for your Packers tickets needs. That's theticketking.com. That's it for the preliminaries. Let's get the show on the road.
0: Well, I guess we got to say, welcome back, Jersey Al. Thank you. Uh, How was your vacation?
2: Oh, it was uber relaxing. Uber? Uber. Nice. Lots of sitting on the beach, (laughs) sitting at wineries, going out to dinner uber relaxing very nice
0: good not
1: oh. lift react relaxing apparently
0: <laughs> well we, very funny we barely, funny. Su- we barely <laughs> survived without you barely 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 so anyway let's hop into our first quarter hey guys we got a regular season finally starting next week. very exciting time before this we week. get to that yeah this, this week yes in this like week. you know four days it's pretty awesome before we get there, I think we were just discussing uh, a few weeks ago, the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame. I think I mentioned that. I've never actually been there. Uh, turns out, good time to go visit because two new Green Bay Packers are being inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame. They are probably not the top names that may come to mind, but these are our two guys <laughs> going in. <laughs> like, if you, to, if you were to say, quick, 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 who's going to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't know if these are the guys. Mm-hmm. But our, our first one is, of course, Kelly, one of your favorites.
1: Greggles himself, Greg Jennings. Is he ever lovable, Greg Jennings?
0: Loving number eighty-five, Greg Jennings, Super, Super Bowl hero. Yes, he was. Yes, not and, and a guy that I often put on my list of five receivers in Packers history, who at least for a period of time transcended the game was a man among boys could just do things out on the field against world class athletes and made them look silly at times. He was that athletic, that talented, uh for a period of time with both uh um Brett and with Aaron. Uh he really, really what had some amazing seasons in the uh the mid knots. The mid knots.
1: <laughs> Is that what we're calling that decade now? I, I, I hate that term. <laughs> oh,
2: <why? laughs> the knots well, what do you want to call it? It's like they don't exist, the knots. I don't know. I just hate that term. The but anyway.
0: mid-2000s, but okay. So as Greg Jennings, uh, he of uh, you know tremendous standing uh, with his years with the Packers. There's a big word being used with Greg Jennings, and it also begins with an F. That was a different word we tend to use <laughs> with him about 10 years ago. Uh, but now the word, <laughs> <laughs> but now the word is. I don't
1: think I can say the right four-letter word.
0: <laughs> the word today now is forgive. Forgive. And, and I guess the question is, let's look a little back on on Greg's history. Is what he has done? Are we at the point of forgiving him?
1: Kelly, I'll running? let you start. <laughs> um, can I answer that with a question? I will know he the ever question. Stop, will he ever stop running his mouth?
2: We don't know. Assume he doesn't.
1: You know what? I can appreciate what he did on the field, but I still think he can be a jackass of a person. Then it's like, let it go, dude. Very few people start and finish their career in one place. And if you're going to be salty about how you left and how you don't like the quarterback, that's that's a you problem, not a me problem.
2: Yeah, it's, and we'll we'll get into this a little more later. But it's it's a kind of funny how sensitive football players are.
1: Oh, my God. They're like middle school girls.
2: (laughs) My goodness. But forgive. Am I ready to forgive him? Uh, I don't know. Probably, yeah, because I don't pay that much attention to the outside stuff. And I do appreciate what he did on the field. And, you know, especially if he does kind of put an end to it and just moves on with his life, then I'm fine with that. But if he keeps bringing it up, then
0: that's a different story. To review. To review.
1: Eggshells were mentioned at one time, yes. Yeah.
0: Jennings leaves the Packers, of course goes to the Vikings, our opponents this upcoming week. Really starts as a Viking, shooting off his mouth, particularly against Mm -hmm. his former quarterback, his former second quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Who threw Uh, him
2: touchdown passes in the Super
0: Bowl. Uh, Really trying to get himself up there. I, I can't remember which game it was, but it really, really, really hyped up. And if I'm correct... The Packers won the game hand. Well, they had to because uh, Greg Jennings was winless against the Packers as a Viking. Um, But Jennings was held to virtually no yards in that game. I mean, he was shut down. And if you remember at the end of the game, they came to do a handshake. And like, like Greg Jennings grabbed him and held him in close. And you could see... Aaron Rodgers looking comfortable. Okay, we're done. Can I back up now? And, he's like, and Greg Jennings just yelling in his ear. You know, please, please forgive me. I, I'm really sorry. That's not what I meant. And this, that, and Rodgers like, can I just get away from you, please? So it was just this weird vibe, and I don't know if Rodgers gave him that forgiveness he wanted. So post career, he's become an announcer, uh, prognosticator, guest Great. Host, we give
2: him a we give him a national voice. Great. Go ahead. And
0: He just becomes the, he and Jermichael Finley just become, hey, we need someone, a former player, to speak negatively about Aaron Rodgers. Who can we find? Hey, let's have Greg Jennings on the show. And this has been his career post-Vikings, post-football, is he's basically the former teammate of Aaron Rodgers who finds a reason to crap on the team or crap on Aaron to be a doubter um, and just does it with this tone of voice that's just like, oh, dude, (laughs) just go away. So that's what we're talking about, forgiving, is just this feeling of um, betrayal of, of maybe not just the Packers, you know, leaving out there, but just this sort of revenge thing against Aaron Rodgers, just weird infatuation thing, Jared Allen stuff.
2: And uh, let's not forget the whole... Um... Greg Jennings' sister episode. Oh
0: yes, I remember. Oh my that. God, I forgot we, all about can't that. can't not mention that. <laughs> well, mention it. Let's review for our younger listeners at home who were five years old at the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what what game it was, but just you know, her her basically indicating that Rogers isn't is purposely not throwing him the ball, her brother the ball, and all kinds of wacky stuff and. Not knowing when to stop, much like Greg, so it must run in the family. But, um, yeah,
0: that was a good one. So, so my feeling yesterday, we had a very similar situation, obviously, with Brett Favre. I mean, this is obvi- obviously much bigger. It was on a much bigger scale. Yep. But... As it got time for him to be inducted, there were steps done by Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. They did the mock awkward ESPN award show. Uh, They had some good interviews together, pictures together. You can kind of see that Aaron Rodgers sort of gave us permission, if that makes sense, to say we're going to welcome Brett back Mm -hmm. into the fold. And we cheered him on. We've never had that from Aaron Rodgers and Greg Jennings. I didn't realize realize he was even eligible to join the Hall of Fame because no one's talked about it. So all of a sudden this snuck up on us, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't said crap about him. So I don't know. I I, I think as a fan base, we don't necessarily have the permission (laughs) to forgive him because the person that we were defending him against most has not given us any indication that we should. Okay. Valid point. Kelly?
1: I'll give you that. But we also have the conflict of now... The person we were defending drives me bananas as well. So, again, I I can appreciate Jennings' accomplishments. The thing is, I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. He wants the attention. He wants the accolades. That he's willing to come back to Green Bay since Green Bay was a place he had to walk on eggshells to, to work. And, you know, he had all these bad things to say about the team, the organization, and especially Aaron Rodgers. It's like, oh, not good enough to work for, but hey, you'll come back as a Hall of Fame guy? I'll be, I, I've got mixed feelings. Yeah. But
2: then somebody else got inducted, too, not just Greg Jennings. In other words, I think we've talked about him. Once. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we did. Let's <laughs> and, move on. Let's move on.
0: Interestingly <laughs> enough, this is another player who spent part of his career in Green Bay and then went on to, quote-unquote, uh, greener pastures, or Greg Jennings' situation, purpler pastures, but Tim Harris, former linebacker,
1: Yeah, for the number I'm trying to remember.
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Tim Harris was a great, great player for the Packers during, obviously, uh, the lean years and uh, the late 80s with Don Mikowski, Sterling Sharp, that era, um, was a member of the Cardiac Pack in 1989 and now gets uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame.
2: Yep. Still the all time. Packers history record holder for most sacks in a season.
0: And when you have a guy on the team named Reggie White at one point, that's a (laughs) pretty,
2: that's
0: that's, that's not too bad. That's That's saying something.
2: And you know, Clay Matthews too, in recent history, uh, certainly distinguished himself as a pass rusher, but 19 and a half sacks in 1989,
1: I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all old enough to remember the six shooters he would shoot off, you know, pretend to shoot off every time he got a sack. Like my brother had a t-shirt of him. It was like a you know, caricature of him with a little tiny cowboy hat and little six shooters. And I just remember his, his his celebration when he would sack. And he was, I think, the one of the first that stuck in my head that did something after a sack to celebrate. And I'm sure there were other players, but he's the first one in my memory to do that.
0: Interestingly <laughs> enough, he was a player that only spent five seasons here. Right. He actually, moved on and spent most of his season, most of his career elsewhere. And I kind of made that point sometimes with Reggie White. Now, obviously, Reggie White did it quite a bit for us, but the majority of his career was not even spent in Green Bay. Uh,
1: but the impact seasons were
0: in Green Bay, though. True. And and I believe the same is true for Tim Harris. His most impactful years were with Green Bay. He did win a Super Bowl. Not with the Packers, but he did win a Super Bowl, so he does have a ring.
2: Who was that with?
0: Uh, I believe it was San Francisco.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, he
0: did go to San Francisco. Yeah, he played for I a think, couple other teams, too.
1: And
2: Harris was, I think he was like a fourth-round draft pick of the Packers, something like that, if I remember correctly.
0: Could be. Yeah. So so here's two guys, like I said. If you were to have to name two guys right off the top of your head and say, hey, these guys are going to the Packers Hall of Fame, it's like well, you probably would say someone like Clay Matthews before Tim Harris, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, although, uh, one more little stat here, despite only playing five years, he is fourth in all-time sacks for the Packers. Yeah.
1: I'm actually surprised that he wasn't inducted sooner, to be quite honest, because it's been 30-some years, and yeah, because of his record.
0: Well, and I I think there's some interesting, you know, that, that year, that cardiac pack year is interesting because, okay, you got Sterling Sharp in there, but Sterling Sharp had a pretty extensive career that, spanned into obviously the Brett Favre era, but you know, Don Mikowski makes the Hall of Fame. The Packers. Okay. I have nothing against Don. Nothing whatsoever. I love the guy. I had posters of him up in my, in my in my workplace, in my room, and everything. He had one good season, like in his career. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It was nineteen eighty nine.
1: And then he trashed his shoulder.
0: Yeah. So but he makes the Packer Hall of Fame. So you know I've always been kind of surprised that if we're going to have that as the bar to make the Packer Hall of Fame, just being a popular player that was inspirational and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think there's Tim Harrison, probably a lot of other guys off that 1989 crew that really should be making it as well. Hmm. All right. And with that silence, I'm going to say that's the end of the first quarter. We'll we'll call that a win, I guess. They know what else to say. So I guess I was like yes, agree. Yes, 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 Got it. yes. Agreeing. So we'll move on to the second quarter, and mysteriously, I think you're both gonna have a lot more to say about this. So yeah. I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna listen to you guys talk. Um, but <laughs> apparently, Greg Jennings and Brett Favre are not the only players in Packers history now who are going to throw a temper tantrum. Leave Green Bay, go to Minnesota, and declare war against their former team because now, coming up this Sunday, Mr. Zadarius Smith has not only gone to become a Viking this year after spending the last, what, three seasons as a Packer, part of the heralded Smith Brothers. Uh, he's not all that happy with the Packers, is he?
1: Well, did it come down to money or is he just salty for other reasons?
2: No, it, it always comes down to money, right? He he wanted an extension badly. He didn't get He had a extension. dead
1: back he had a dead back. I wouldn't give him an extension.
2: Well no, no, not when not when he was looking for the extension in fairness. That came later. But he wanted an extension. The, instead they weren't able to do that and the Packers did a restructure. He kind of found out after the fact that he didn't like what that really meant. <laughs> you know, he didn't quite understand, I, I think, what he was getting into. So he wasn't Dude, happy. You signed the F- contract. Right, fired, fired his old agent for that reason. Got new representation, who obviously pushed him towards. Yeah, you got screwed, buddy. The Packers screwed you, and and I think that's where it all started. And and then he hurt his back, and and then the you know he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Like, where's the Darius? You know. Uh, We're not sure where he is. Uh, Then we did come back. There were questions about how hard he was really rehabbing. Was he really rehabbing? Was he? Some people were saying, was he faking it? I don't think he was faking it, but he was still irritated. And I don't think he was putting everything into it. Uh, And it just all spiraled from there. Um, And then naturally the Packers did what everybody knew they were going to do is cut him, you know, because we're talking about 15 million in cap. They were saved. It was the worst-kept secret in Green Bay. Uh, And then Zadarius decides that he's going to go sign with his old team, the Ravens, until the Vikings call and he says, hey, wait a minute, I can go play the Packers twice every year and give it to them, get even. just like." So uh, twice
1: a year is just assuming he won't make the playoffs, so that's a nice
2: concession. You know, uh, I guess that's what's important to him. (laughs) So that's where he is. He over the playoffs, apparently. Well... That's kind of what Brett Favre did too, right? He wanted to stick it to Ted Thompson, um, and now here we have Lidarius, Zedaria Smith, sorry, uh, wanting to do the same. Of course, the Packers, you know, from their standpoint, Lafleur asked about it. Says, you know, well, we have a little different perspective of how things transpired, so I'll just leave it at that. So, you know, from my feeling, I think the Packers just he became to the Packers, he became just a negative impact on the team and they couldn't wait for him to to basically for the season to end and them to cut him.
1: So I've got a question. Was he a captain last year, even though he was hurt? Oh,
2: no, this was well, this was another bone of contention. Exactly. He was because not, thanks for reminding me he was yeah. not voted a team captain. So really he bugged the- him.
1: And bugged him to the point where now that he signed with Minnesota, made himself a diamond encrusted captain's patch he wears as a necklace. <laughs> I don't even know if he's a captain in a. I don't in Minnesota, think so. But I, I don't, don't think he's he is. He is captain in his own mind right now.
2: He's Captain Zadarius.
1: But that, now, did the captains? Is that a team vote or is that a coach team
2: vote? Players, team vote. So players. So
1: he. Yeah, didn't there was have something the respect brewing. Of
2: the players, yeah, there absolutely. was something
1: brewing before he decided to you know say it's all about money. I think it's quite telling you know a seasoned veteran doesn't get you know named a captain, yeah,
2: because you didn't get your money and you come into camp pissed off, and you're a locker on this is you know conjecture on my part, and you're a locker room negative impact, and do the players decide to vote you, captain because no. they of course not,
0: so you reap what you sow, but let's also be honest here. Uh, why the the Vikings have some fairly established defensive players. I mean, Daniel Hunter is on this team. But uh, he wasn't voted captain either. Well, true. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> So there the goes that argument. Side. Well, no, I'm just saying it. you're there bringing in the new guy arguments. and saying, oh, should he be captain? Who wasn't captain the year before? And and look at the guys that they are voting. I mean, they're going to be guys who've been on the team. This is a fairly established veteran team. Uh, so, yeah, they're not going to just come into the new guy and say you're captain when you've got a guy like Patrick Peterson or Eric Hendricks or Daniel Hunter already on the defensive side of the ball. And, of course, you got Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and all these familiar names on well, the offensive let's, side. let's of see
1: it. who they voted as captain, okay? So I'm going to wonder how he's going to be received if he walks in with his big captain necklace and he's not captain. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so glad we not my circus, not my monkeys is what I always say when it comes to other people's drama. You know, I'm glad he's not our problem anymore because he sounds like he's hip, deep in drama at the moment.
2: Yeah. So let's see who the, the Vikings captains are. Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousin, CJ Ham, who for special teams, Eric Kendricks. That's your first uh, defensive captain. This is the first time captain for him. He hasn't been captain before. Brian O'Neill, their offensive tackle, probably their best offensive lineman. Patrick Peterson. Now, Patrick Peterson was a guy who came in last year, right, as a free agent and was named captain. This is his second year in a row that he's been named captain. So you can't use the argument that, well, you can't be named captain if you're the first time with the first year with the team because Patrick Peterson was. Uh, Harrison Smith, obviously, that's that's an obvious choice. Adam Thielen, and those are your captains. So anyway,
0: all of them are were captains last year, with the exception of Kendricks because right. they lost Anthony Barr, who was the other <sighs> captain. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you're you're would it have made sense for a linebacker named Darius Smith to replace Anthony Barr? Sure. But Eric Kendricks is a, I mean, that's a name that I I know that I'm familiar with. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know.
2: Can't argue against Kendricks. I'm just saying that. Exactly. You know, Smith didn't have that huge of an early impact on the the Vikings that they decided to make him a first time captain like they did Patrick Peterson.
0: That stated, I believe, that they have now scheduled Zadarius to give the pregame speech to the team. So Ooh, right. this is this is going to be interesting. Now, you, you, you do know. You do know for the Vikings, this is their Super Bowl. <laughs> well, it always it, is. It always you know?
2: is. <laughs> their but this time even and... more so. Yeah, this time even more.
0: I, mean, I, did, got... I did
2: read. Well, I'm sorry. I, I no, did read that, that Zedarius said he's been practicing his speech for months or something like that, <laughs> which I find hilarious.
0: His speech for months to play. The Packers, one yes. game out of seventeen. Mm-hmm. So,
1: where would you rank his revenge tour on a scale of Greg Jennings to <laughs>
2: Brett Favre? Ranking the revenge tour, well, it's hot right now, right? It's I mean, totally it's it, it, it's totally hot now. So, you got to kind of give it time to cool off and see where it falls. Uh, as time goes by, so.
1: But my, does he sound like a petulant little toddler right now.
2: Yes, we're very sensitive football players.
1: You hurt my fifis You didn't very let me be sensitive. captive.
0: Okay. Enough I, put it, I, I put it at Ryan Longwell level, so. Ryan Longwell.
1: Mock, mock, mockity-mock.
0: All right, that'll take us to the end of the second quarter. Thankfully. Uh, Yes, and that'll take us to halftime. We're going to go to the locker room. So you enjoy this message from our sponsor. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? Yeah. If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Oh yeah. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Oh yeah. Just go to their website. Do it. TheTicketKing.com again. That's theTicketKing.com. To the yeah. All right, welcome back to the radio. My name is CD Angeli. I'm joined flanked, split end over on the side, Jersey Albracco. Flanker is Kelly Hodgson, and we are with you talking backers, Vikings, injuries. This has not been the best year, the best uh, preseason, the best uh, training camp for the Packers when it comes to having a healthy roster correct
2: yeah it's been fairly typical yeah i mean this is like par for the course for the packers it seems like
1: and you look at the names that everyone's worried about and it's people that came into the season already injured so
0: so let's run through uh we've had a, a couple players uh on wednesday who were limited in practice um and of course these are four pretty darn big names that we're all very very worried about David Bakhtiari, who of course we mentioned a couple weeks ago, came off the pup list is on the pap list. Uh, he was limited. Elton Jenkins uh, apparently with a new pectoral injury uh, that.
2: Yeah, I, I I believe he was definitely slated to start, and mm-hmm. and it's this whole pec thing now that's keeping him from doing that. So we'll and see. on
1: a, and honestly, yeah, the pec worries me more than the knee. I think the knee they're just resting, right. As, right. whereas the pec is a true po- possible hindrance to starting and playing on sa- Sunday.
0: Uh, Robert Tunyon, who we also have not seen for quite a while, uh, still with that knee.
1: Yeah, he's been actually
2: been working out in team drills for, I think, two weeks now, right? I think he uh, they, he was the first of the ACL group to actually get, get away from individual drills and join the team drills.
0: And, of course, Darnell Savage, uh, he who injured his hamstring all the way back in family night. I've uh, not seen much from him. He also uh, limited in practice, so... Those four players uh, would probably be questionable for playing uh, at different levels. What do you guys think? Are you expecting them to play or no?
1: Um, I would probably rank just because of the, the... Yeah, questionable for all of them, maybe questionable, doubtful with Jenkins. Because he can't play offensive line with an injured puck.
2: Yeah, in, in my mind, I don't think we're going to have either Bakhtiari or Jenkins, unfortunately. Uh yeah.
1: Yash Nyman it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and who's at the right tackle? Unfortunately, not who we want to hear, but not who I want to hear, Royce Newman. But so that's going to be fun if we have Yash and Royce Newman going up against uh, Hunter and Zadarius. That's going to be fun, and unfortunately, uh, just in my mind, I think that's what it's going to be. Tanya, I think we'll see play. You know, he he's probably going to be on a on a uh, snap count. You know, uh, but I think he's probably. Re- the most ready to play Sav- of the ACL group. Savage, who the heck knows? We really have heard nothing since he got hurt, right? We don't know the status and have no idea how bad he- he's really hurt and don't know. Don't know what to make of him.
0: So those were the limited ones. Those are questionals. Uh, suddenly coming out as possibly leaning towards doubtful is wide receiver one, yeah. which not quite as exciting as when it was Devontae Adams. Uh, Alan Lazard.
2: Hey, uh, don't disparage poor Alan Lazard. Was
0: the only player today on Wednesday not practicing at all? Uh, Really puts when you're not practicing on Wednesday, it usually puts your Sunday into doubt. Yeah. The injury that I keep hearing is that he was stepped on uh, in practice, and that is what is limiting him.
2: Yeah, it's it's listed as an ankle injury on the injury report. Okay, that makes sense then. So.
0: Yeah. So obviously now without Lazard that gives us a little cause for concern cuz Sammy Watkins sounds like he is now promoted to wide receiver one uh, you know you've got Randall Cobb in there um, you know and then you got the kids you know got the rookies you got the rookies next so the
1: baby it, receivers
0: Yes. Yeah. so it's 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 going to it's going to make them. things interesting for the Packers yeah. uh, on a positive note uh, Mason Crosby, uh, Tepa Galea?
2: Nilai Mil- sure. Mil- With an N. Galeai. Yes. Gale- Galeai. Galeai. Gale- you don't pronounce the oh. G. Okay. Alley. It's actually an N. Sure. Pronunciation. Yes. Oh.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Jay Canson, <laughs> Dallin Levitt, Yash Naiman, Christian Watson. Um, all of these guys who've had a, l- a, bit, a little bit of time out or didn't even play at all during the preseason, all for full participants on Wednesday and all are expected to be able to be to play and be on the active roster on Sunday. Well,
2: I'm glad Yash is expected to play because I <laughs> think he's going to be necessary. needed. <laughs> but anyway,
0: uh Christian Watson, it's exciting to see. I think there's a lot of us looking for some excitement there. Uh Aaron Rodgers had some really complimentary things to say about Christian Watson of all people uh, this mm-hmm. week. Uh was very complimentary, he said he's just unlike any receiver this team has had in the past he's just different um so big so fast and he's just gonna be able to do things athletically that you know we just haven't had wide receivers like this before so he he was stoked uh if you watched his face i mean he kind of lit up like a christmas tree and that's not some is it weird it's, we're not used to seeing this from aaron Rodgers, and he's just got these weird little excitements and praise for these rookie wide receivers it's kind of cool <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, it looks like a promising group. You know, I mean, you look at, at the last time the Packers drafted three receivers, and you compare them to this time around when they drafted three three receivers, and all three of these, I think, have exceeded any expectations that we had the last time around, right? When they when they drafted those those receivers. So, and, and I, I think Rodgers' attitude towards them shows that it's it's real. You know, these these guys really have something. It's possible they hit on all three. You know, I mean, I imagine that.
0: Sure so hope so. <clears throat> all right, and that'll take us to the end of the third quarter. For the fourth quarter, hey, guys, we actually got a game coming up. Oh, uh, man. Wow, I'm excited for this. Actually seeing number 12 and company actually on the field instead of watching from the sidelines. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about how the Packers units, how do you see them approaching this game? Al, let's start with you on offense. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers back in the game. You've got running back 1A and running back 1A, and that's it uh, for a final roster. You, As you talked about, we have those injuries possibly on the offensive line, possibly Tunyon on a, on a snap count, possibly missing wide receiver one. What do you see the Packers doing against this fairly decent Vikings defense?
2: Well, there's really like three big questions here for the Packers offense, right? First one probably is, do we trust the offensive line? <laughs> You know, if we're if we're looking at no Jenkins and no Bakhtiari, uh we might have a few issues there, especially uh, with with the pass rushers on the Vikings, which is really the the highlight of their defense. Right. That's the strength of their defense is is Hunter and Zedarius Smith. Uh, maybe if you want to throw Eric Kendricks in there, he, um, Kendricks in there not not Jimmy Hendricks. Um,
1: That would be a good thing because he's dead.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, So in any case, that's number one. Number two is, are the Packers really going to commit to running the ball? And when I say the Packers, I guess I really mean Aaron Rodgers because he kind of controls what gets called at the line of scrimmage most of the time. Uh, You know, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I mean, arguably or maybe not arguably the best two running backs, the best running back tandem on any NFL team, you throw either one out there, and it's like having a number one running back, right? They don't really have a number two. So are they really going to commit to doing that as a way to maybe be slow down that pass rush, right? And finally, if Rodgers does have time to throw, who are going to get the most targets, right? Who's going to be the guy that you're going to look for? Will it be Cobb, you know, out of familiarity? Because Lazard right now isn't looking very good for playing, right? So it's going to be a a real question mark of who they go to primarily. I think it'll, you know, in my opinion, I think it'll be Cobb. I think Watkins will get some looks. And then whichever one of the rookies is doing things the right way, running the right routes, and uh, then Rodgers will probably be forced to give him a couple of shots. So it's going to be an interesting day on offense for the Packers.
1: I think they're going to mix things up on offense because, yeah, you have receivers 1A, 1A. I mean, uh, running backs 1A, 1A. But you also have Amari Rodgers, and we mentioned this last week, that lined up as an H-back a few times. I think you have the sneaky running back when everyone's going to think it's going to go to Jones or whoever, and suddenly you have another running option. So I would not be surprised if we see that look a couple of times. But it's going to be like when Devontae Adams was hurt or any of your starting – prime choices for Rodgers goes down, he tends to spread it out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because then some of these baby receivers might get more passes than we would normally look, and he can really test them out in real time. And if Tunyon's playing, I expect Tunyon to be a favored target. So I think it may not be who we initially assumed he, he would be going to, but out of necessity, I think you're going to be looking at different looks we would would not normally get had we had Alan Lazard in starting we're all assuming he's not going to play and I'll be very surprised if he does but if he's not there you're going to see Amari Rodgers doing some interesting things you're going to see Robert Tunyon as one of those favored receivers
0: I think my fear is Aaron Rodgers did really really well against the Vikings last year I mean I want to say he was like 50 something for 70 uh what was it six seven touchdowns no interceptions last year he really picked apart this defense last year, which is great, Um, but my fear is they're going to try to get that running game going, and that defense is just going to collapse in on it and stop it, and then Aaron is just going to try to win the game on his arm, and maybe it'll work, Uh, maybe it won't, but I know I think all of us with our optimistic tones of voices are saying, gosh, it'll be nice if we have a balanced attack, won't it? And I hope they will, (laughs) but I think
2: That's a big question.
0: Rodgers knows he generally has the Vikings number, so we'll see how that goes. Let's switch to the defensive side of the ball, and obviously this defense is coming in with a whole lot of hot press. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. This is the best defense the Packers have ever had on paper. Um, So it's really exciting to see if it actually translates on the field, which we didn't really get to see a whole lot of. Uh, during the year. But we return most of our defenders, obviously with the except possible exception of Savage. Um Quay Walker manning the middle, so that's exciting. Big
2: addition. Huge, huge addition. Huge.
0: Um but how is this going to play off against a, a veteran like uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson now who's had our had our number a few times as well. Uh what do you see the Packers doing defensively that's going to work?
2: Well I mean I, I think one thing that's been proven about about Cousins is if he has time to throw, he's a good quarterback. You know, I I hate to admit it as Packers fans, but he is, especially if he has time to throw the deep ball. If you rattle him, oh, that's when it all falls apart, right? He does not handle that well. Now you have this Packers pass rush, which supposedly has been wrecking things in practice all year, uh, all camp rather. So will they put that onto the field during an actual game? If they can, I see them, you know, rattling cousins again. And that's going to help when it comes to doing things like keeping Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen from making big plays, right? If he doesn't have time to find them for big plays and we can just limit them to shorter receptions, that's a good thing, right? The other thing, of course, is... Dalvin Cook, always a thorn in the Packers side, but always a thorn because he's able to break off big ones. They they usually actually control him for most of the game, but then he'll break off one or two huge runs that'll change the whole complexion of the game. Well, what's one thing the Packers have been missing in that area? And that would be linebackers that can really run and chase down running backs. Well, Guess what? Now we've got two of them, right, with Quay Walker in there. So I think that's going to help a lot in keeping Cook from breaking off the big one. And if they can do that, that's going to go a long way to helping the Packers win this game. That's my, Those are my feelings anyway.
1: Well, I'm, I'm really optimistic about the, the defense this week. You look at the injury report, and the only one on defense that's hurt is Savage. You have all of the wide bodies that are going to try to flatten Cousins. That are ready to go. Yeah, I expect Rashawn Gary to be doing great things. I expect Kenny Clark to be doing great things this week. And you're absolutely right, Al. You get Cousins rattled, and then he's guaranteed for at least one, if not two, interceptions a game. He starts doing dumb stuff. Get in his be- his his head, and you start getting the Kirk Cousins we all know and love. And Thank the Vikings for his monster salary that they're saddled with, <laughs> but but I'm not as worried about the long ball and Delvin Cook. We have absolutely outstanding and healthy for the first time in over a year. A healthy cornerbacks. You know we don't, and thank God we no longer have Kevin King.
2: <laughs> so the, this is a Kevin Kingless
1: factor. We have a Kevin kingless factor, which who would give up the pass to Delvin Cook? Didn't think so, of that. So, no, we have neutralized our own problem when it comes to defending Cook. We got rid of the problem. Um, so, I, I, we, we, we have Cousin's number, like you said. We know how to shut him down. But if he does manage to get some passes off, we have the personnel that can rise to the occasion for once. And I'm not too worried, even though it is in minnesota
0: there's probably a few things about football that i get as nerdy excited about as watching defensive schemes especially when they're innovative and really take advantage of the talent you have so i'm really excited to see what joe barry does here um you know he's a linebackers coach Mm -hmm. i mean and now you bring quay walker in and you really think about it i mean i don't want to I'm not going to say, Yeah, you know, obviously you have some pretty good wide bodies in the, in the front three, but I mean, think about it, guys, that linebacker core is probably as good as we've had ever, uh, in a long, long time. And when you think about now the secondary, you're talking about not having King, Kevin King, let's replace him with old Jair Alexander, you know, <laughs> now you oh, got Jair Stoke, and Razul. you know? So, I mean, what they can do defensively, it's not just the who it's the how. And that's what I'm excited to see. I mean, what, is, what are they going to pull out of the, the box here to just mess with Kirk Cousins, to collapse on Dalvin Cook, to take Justin Jefferson out of the game? Like I said, it's not the who, it's the how. It's it putting guys in the right places. That's what I'm going to be watching in this game.
2: And you know, remember what Rodgers had to say about the defense. He said, to paraphrase, that usually with every defense, there's one weakness or there's one guy you can pick on and in his opinion he said there is no such weakness on the Packers defense. Yes. Of course it's all talk, it's all paper, it's all conjecture. They have to do it, but yeah, how can you not be optimistic?
1: Yeah, you look at look at you know the weakest link that's it, it, been detrimental in in playoff games. You know, last year I think it was Kevin King. Um that playoff game where we lost to the uh, Seahawks, everyone wants to give um the tight end yeah, you know, run him out of town on a rail. But it actually, it was Brad Jones at that time. I think that was the biggest liability and why we we lost. I can't name a weak link on this defense this year. No, it's and hard to This is to like do. the first time. It's hard to do. This is the probably the most complete defense since 2010.
2: For sure.
1: And it might even yeah. it might even be stronger because even then we were kind of okay on
0: inside linebacker. We're on not even paper, weak in it's that definitely position. Definitely the best defense we've ever had. On paper.
1: So hopefully it will translate into success
0: now, now, on the define field. Define ever, ever. It, I before mean, before
1: you said ever, or you know, and then you said in a long time.
0: Yes, ever and in a long time because it's on paper and it doesn't matter. <laughs> because
2: <laughs> okay, the Bears it's and the Vikings, money, Detroit,
0: you know <laughs> have had Super Bowl champions on paper every single season, okay. and it really doesn't matter till you get them on the field. So there's excitement. Just wanted-
2: yeah, just wanted to be sure you weren't you weren't saying this was a better defense than
0: some of the Packers at a 60 we defense. We'll soon find out. Right. Okay. <laughs> just checking you. Time there. will tell. So let's finish up with their special teams and yeah. The opposite of optimism. Yes, if there's <clears throat> one area that's going to kill us in this game, I have a feeling this could still be it. Um, watching in the preseason Oh no. There wasn't a lot that gave me hope or inspiration. I know we have a new coach and he's supposed to be all get after him and it's going to be, I mean, what, what happens now? Now the starters are in now the guys, maybe who were starting in the preseason, these are the guys who are going to be playing special teams. Can we see some improvement here?
1: I think my expectation right now is just don't completely suck. That's how low the bar is for me right now. It's like, please punt more than 40 yards, please run it back more than two yards and don't drop the ball.
2: I, I think I think Roger said we just kind of want to break even on special teams. you know, <laughs> they'd be more than satisfied with that. but, but really, I mean, the, the special teams all preseason were just as horrible as they were. Uh, let's be honest. They were finding more and more creative ways to screw things up. However, it's preseason. Right. The guys, the Packers didn't dress 30 or 35 players every preseason game that are gonna, that were ended up that are definitely going to be on this roster. OK, so the guys who are doing all this stuff on special teams are all most of them are all out in the street right now somewhere, you know, or sitting on their couch. So to me, that's the only little bit of optimism. You know, I'm holding out. That what we saw in preseason, we're not going to be the same special teams we see this Sunday. So that's that's my only hope. That's all I got. Well,
1: so Al, I mentioned oh, this. I mentioned this last week. Sorry, sorry, CD. But I mentioned this last week, and I want to see what your opinion is. One of the problems with C, uh, with special teams, I think, is they lack leadership. You look at the Packers season, the Super Bowl season, and you had Jarrett Bush, where he that was his whole identity with the Packers mm-hmm. someone that was a captain on special teams that not just was he led the whole the whole crew he, he lifted them up around him and I think do you think that that lacking leadership on this this aspect of the team is is a liability why they they're mediocre
2: well it definitely has been a liability right and I think the Packers finally recognize that right because uh bringing in a special first bringing in a special team coach right that's known renowned for his special teams uh, and then bringing in a bunch of players who are known for nothing else but special team a couple that Basataccia coached already you know and ju- and now they just pick somebody up on the on the waiver wire who's known as one of the top gunners in the league and special team players in the league so you know they're gonna have a couple of Jared Bush type guys on this on his special teams unit. So I think your point is well taken, and I think that the the Packers recognize this and did, you know, decided to to do things a little bit different this year when it came to building their roster.
0: You know, special teams just comes down really to scheme and execution. It's pretty simple stuff. Know what you're going to do, have discipline, and execute. You know, it's it's not as complicated as like you know, an offensive go in motion, X Y drop fly, you know, fly six eighty three blocking scheme, whatever. Stay in your damn lane. <laughs>
1: Don't block the guy. in the
0: back. <laughs> you know, I mean it's really it. And it was very telling to me last year when Alan Lazard said, I need to play special teams because he could see he needed his ability, his talent out there. And that that was a huge uh shot across the bow from Alan Lazard to and the and guys who were showed- playing.
1: And that showed that he's ready to step up in a leadership position because he wanted accountability to start with him.
0: Well, with his ankle, and now he's not really ready to step up to anything. Yeah. Right. So that's exactly and as why. And also because one, he is he's not be doing it.
1: no. So who's gonna step up and be that gunner we can trust every single time?
2: Well, this guy Rudy Ford. That's the plan.
0: I hope so. Let's hope he's the inspiration. Right. All right, that'll take us to the end of the fourth quarter. We're going to call this all one big stinking win. Uh, But now we're going to get on to this week's game predictions. Cheesehead Radio. Packers game predictions. The Green Bay Packers open up to the 2022 season with a visit across the Mississippi River to our least favorite rivals, the Minnesota Vikings. It is a late afternoon tilt for the two teams, so both teams will be seen pretty much across the entire United States. The only other game on Fox is Tennessee at the Giants, so that's the only place in the United States that are not going to see this game. Otherwise, we got it. The Packers opened up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Fairly impressive. How do we see this game turning out? Jersey Isle, as always. We'll start with you.
2: Well, you've got a ton of unknowns coming into this game, not the least of which is what to expect from the Vikings and their new coaching staff. On the other hand, the Vikings know pretty much exactly who the Packers are, which is a big advantage for them. However, the one difference this year is the Packers defense. So I'm throwing my hopes on the Packers defense making Kirk Cousins cough up up a few INTs, and that will be enough to carry them to victory. Packers 24, Vikings 16.
1: Did you guys know that there's some pundits that are picking Kirk Cousins to be the MVP of the entire league?
2: Oh, no, not a (laughs) pundit. Michael Irvin.
1: Okay, Michael Irvin. Okay, a pundit. Okay, um, so that's laughable in itself. Yes, exactly. It's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, But come on, do you really think that's going to happen with anything this year? But it's good food for fodder for a... the Packers, like, hey, we're going to go play up against the MVP. I, yeah, Every time he's going to get sacked, they're going to call him the MVP. I'm sure they are. But I love that a divisional rivalry is opening up the season. I like smash-mouth smash football that way. Um, it, Like CD said, it is their Super Bowl, so let's play hard. Um, Packers come out strong. They mock Kirk Cousins. They get in his head. The MVP will be looking at the ceiling many times. It's going to be Packers 31,
2: Vikings 17.
0: Decisive. Mm-hmm. Look, we really don't know what we have in this Pack game. We do have a ton of talent, but if you go up and down the Vikings roster, there's really a lot of talent there on paper as well. We didn't see any playing time from our starters in the preseason, and we didn't really see a whole lot from the Vikings either. So we're assuming they're game ready against the Vikings. I hate to say it, but the Vikes play well at home, and Xavier Smith is going to have this team – this team and the fans prime for their big Super Bowl in week one. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to go with the Minnesota Vikings, 21, green Bay, 20,
2: uh, starting off the season on your usual wrong foot.
0: Okay. You're killing me. CD. There's gotta be a loss in there somewhere. Let's get it out of the way and then go on a, you know, 19 game run, a historic run. (laughs) Let's run the table. What do you think? Run the table after game one.
1: Now, Let's that go. meme's already been, been played out, so we got to come up with a different slogan this year. I'll, I'll let you come up with that for now. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio, now in our lucky 13th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com, where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying Play Packers Talk Podcast. Finally, please be sure to head over to our sponsor, Ticket King. You can find them across the street from Lambeau Field or on the web at theticketking.com. That's theticketking.com. Football is back, gentlemen
0: go pack go go Pat, go go Pat, go see y'all next week Ticket King has been in business for more than 25 years and has <laughs> my goodness right in the middle of that there's one to edit. Ah, and I- please leave that sneeze in there I will yes okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody <laughs> I was trying so hard to hold it back too it was amazing
1: it just means it's gonna be like 50 times worse
0: oh my goodness